0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu-ray, television. This
2: is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 440 of A Half Hour Wasted. I'm Frank A. Rincon, and I'm walking into the Hearst Conference Center to meet Brad and maybe a little later Bill. Brad is working the DFW record show. And I'm gonna let him tell us more about the record show as I come in or uh, as I arrive. But I wonder, that looks like, nope that's not him. There comes two people. Hey guys, how's the show?
3: Good, good, yeah. good. All right, yep. awesome. But, uh, just do a one eighty as soon as you come out, up and over. All right,
2: thanks. So I just got some direction. Well, hello, hey, how are you guys doing? Hi, good to see yeah, you. Me too. So how are we doing, ladies? Great. Who do we have here?
4: Ashley, Allison.
2: How are you, ladies, doing?
4: Pretty, 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 well. pretty good. Yeah, huh? It's been really fun.
2: Now, uh, how do you? Uh, how are you related to the show?
5: <laughs> <laughs> our, our our father is uh one of the directors. we are, we are yeah. descendants of yes. the show.
2: There you go. That's that's what I was hoping for, in case our viewers didn't or our listeners didn't know that. So ladies, I'm here to give you my uh my money. There you go. And then I get a purple wristband. This will let me in and out, right? Yeah, and it's good all day. Great. But
5: you can't guess <laughs> who picked the purple
2: you know. Purple for prints, I would imagine.
5: Yeah. Purple for Prince, or okay. for Brad, yeah. either way.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so what have you experienced this morning so far?
5: Um, I just got done
6: talking to a lady who was really grateful it was on a Sunday, actually, because she said every other show really is on a Saturday, like a record show, so she can't ever go. Um, but people are
5: reacting really well to it and are asking when the next one's going to be.
2: That's good. So,
5: that's good. The okay. first guy that came here came from Austin. But so it was a group of three. Group of three, they yeah. Drove all the way from Austin. Yeah, they drove from Austin.
6: So
2: that's that, that's, that's fantastic. Cool. So, and your dad, is he just out on the floor?
4: Yeah, he's walking around somewhere. I can call him up if you'd like.
2: No, you know what? Let me wander around. I will bump into him. So, okay. Uh, okay. Well, it uh, looks like you have good attendance there, so I'll go find him. Pretty Take good. care. Bye. Bye. Okay, I'm on the sales floor right now. We're in a very big showroom. I'm not sure how many vendors we have. 20 or 30? Brad will know. So I'm going to walk around until I find him. Okay, finally bumped into Brad. Brad, how are you? I'm good,
0: buddy. How are you doing? Good. So I was trying to guess, how many vendors do you have here? I said 20, 30? Yeah, we've got between 20 and 30 vendors. Good. Uh, we've got, um, we had about 65, 70 tables sold then we had a no show which was about four tables so okay we're still doing really well and we've had a steady stream of of uh people the vendors here have been you know giving us real positive feedback they're real happy i think chris and i are pleased with the way it's happening Good. so far so i didn't talk much about it other than i was coming here so tell me uh what is the fw record show think of what a comic book convention is right Now, this is one of those for records, Uh, mostly vinyl records. We have new, uh, sealed, brand-new vinyl. Some dealers have that. Most of what we have are are old, used vinyl. We've got um, several record stores from around the Metroplex that are here. Um, We've got some private collectors from in-town, from out-of-town. We've got some from San Antonio, from East Texas, from Houston. You know, individual collectors that buy and sell records for a living just like people buy and sell comic book collections for a living these people do it with records <laughs> and how's your and what's your involvement in that well Chris and I are employees here at the conference center the Hearst conference Center in Hearst Texas Chris is the general manager I'm the AV guy Chris and I have known each other since the third grade so it's nice working with my friend and a year a, uh, a year ago Chris and I were sitting there talking about records and he goes you know what we've got this venue here we're going we should do a record show dallas doesn't have a record show and at the time there was not a record show uh in the interim in the year that's gone by there's been a guy who was doing record shows in san antonio and he came up to dallas and did one at the richardson convention center which we've been to a ha- handful of times for old comic book conventions but uh, we got to know him and talked to him about what we wanted to do and so that We've kind of been working hand in hand with coordinating our shows so we don't interfere but um, and he helped he helped us learn you know some of the things we could do to make this a better show and um, he's let us promote our show at his show. We're promoting his show at our show. Fantastic. that's yeah. good. It's all about cooperation and the more territorial you are, the harder it is to enjoy yourself and, and for other people to, to make a living. I mean, all the vendors we've had here have been so happy. My buddy Kevin Wright. Uh, I just you, saw I just yeah, saw Yeah, you've met him. Mm-hmm. He's been on our show a couple times. Here comes Jesus. Here comes Jesus. Um, <laughs> did he say that when he saw you? <laughs> no, but uh, he did something on Facebook about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, anyway, his, when his father passed away years ago, he inherited his dad's record collection. And he's had them for a long time, and recently the two of us went through them because he said, it's time for me to sell some of these. So he went. we went through them together, and he pulled a bunch of his stuff out that he wanted to keep, and he's here selling the rest. Great. So point me out to him. Where's his... Uh, here. Kevin is on the other side um, of, of, of the curtain, all the way down, but on just opposite those exit doors that you can see on the other end. Okay, of great. Um, but we've got, like I said, this is a record store out of Fort Worth called Born Late. That's a record store out of Grand Prairie called Forever Young. Mm-hmm. Back there in the corner is an a online-only uh, dealer named directaudio.net. Um, we've got a lot of private collectors over mm-hmm. here. Chief Records, you can see right here. They're right. in the stockyards. We didn't even know they existed until we started working on this show. Wow! They've been okay. in the stockyards for two years, and we had no idea. So we've got a lot of, a lot of folks from out of town. That's a coworker staring me down, giving me the evil eye. And <laughs> the back is Vintage Freak over in Bedford. They've got old stuff, old furniture. If you get a chance, go in the back corner and look at the record console they have. Uh-huh. It's built into an old fireplace, an oh, electric neat. fireplace. You know the kind that rotates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really neat. It's, it makes you kind of want to grab some marshmallows <laughs> on a stick and uh, and uh, go back there and hang out. But um Well, anyway. and get it. and this record player right here, we've right. got kind of in the middle of our seating area. The sign next to it says, what would you find? Anything good?
7: Give oh, it a spin. nice. So
0: we've had people come up and, and start playing records that they've, <laughs> that they've bought here at the Brad, show. Brad, I love that idea. Yeah. That is fantastic. We've had a lot of good feedback. Okay. Anyway, so, we're having uh, a good time.
2: So I'm going to run some trivia by you. I did a little bit of research. And okay. I'm just, as I talk to people, I'm going to ask them questions about LPs. Okay. So, best-selling LP of all time, according to Wikipedia. Now,
0: I can give you... 3 and you pick like one like a multiple choice? Like a multiple choice? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it may be Michael Jackson's Thriller. At one point that was the most
2: Are you gonna stick with that? Yeah. You are 100% correct. Yes, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Now. Okay, here's the next part. Okay. Can you guess how many it sold according to Wikipedia? And, and this will be multiple choice. I'll give you this. Oh, yeah, give me a multiple. Choice. Okay. 65 million, 120 million, or 1 billion copies. I'm gonna go for a billion. 65 million. 65 million? Yeah, still. Still, that's, that's pretty, pretty impressive, amazing. right?
0: I just, you know, I love Michael, so I wanted to. Uh, you know
2: who else is on that list of over 40, 40 million hey. meatloafs, bad out of hell? In really? fact, I'm gonna bring up
0: my notes. This made me very. Of over 40 million is yeah. Princess Purple Rain on there?
2: Let's see. So, again, this is Wikipedia. Okay. So, artist Michael Jackson Thriller, as you mm-hmm. said before. ACDC's Black, Back in Black, of course, which did 50 million. Pink Floyd's Dark Side, Dark of, Side of, Man, of the Moon, 45, 45.
3: million.
2: Whitney, Whitney Houston's Houston. The Bodyguard soundtrack, 46 million. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> no way.
0: That's crazy.
2: Bat Bad Out of Hell, 43, 43 million. million.
0: Hang on, let me scroll. Eagles, Bee Gees, Fleetwood Mac. Okay, then we get into 39. to thir- Shania Twain, Led Zeppelin. There's Michael Jackson again. Alanis Morissette. Mil- Alanis local. Morissette. That was the soundtrack to my 95. That's My true. 95 and my 96. I mean, that's... That's a good solid record. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, you were right about Michael Jackson. That's awesome. So. That's very cool. Very well, cool. okay,
2: so I'm just going to kind of wander see my around. kids on the way in? I did. They were very polite.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, they said admission was 20 bucks, and then they just took my money. And did they put
0: $15 in their pocket? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then they looked at each other, winked. And winked they and kinda... nudged.
0: <laughs> they elbowed each other.
2: No, I did. They were very Actually polite. They we're going to want to Taco
0: Bueno tonight.
2: <laughs> we're living a Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm wandering the sales floor, gonna look for some people to talk to. Hi, sir. How are you? Good. My name is Frank. I'm with Half Hour Wasted Podcast. Just talking to people here. Are you a buyer or seller? Buyer. Buyer. Okay, great. What are you buying today? Some thrash metal. Oh. Um, creator Deicide, which is not thrash metal, but still <laughs> Exciter, Evil Invaders. Okay, great. So, have you been a lifelong vinyl guy, or have you just gotten into it? Uh, probably the last five to ten years. Okay. Cool. Yeah. How big's your collection? Uh, nothing compared to these guys. I don't know. It's a couple hundred. Nothing, nothing like thousands. So, okay. Well, uh, let me ask you. So, how often do you uh, like listen to your records? Is it like a weekend thing? You relax, or after you get home? I mean, you listen. <laughs> That's my wife every day, all the time. So, yeah. Okay. And it's thrash metal, so I don't know if it's relaxing. No, but it has it has the same effect at the end of a long day. You know, you just got to thrash a little bit. <laughs> right. right cool, cool. <laughs> well, okay. And my name is Frank. What's your name? Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Bye. Thank you. Hey, guys. How are you? My name's Frank. I'm with Half Hour Wasted Podcast. I'm just talking to people who are attending the show. Are you guys uh, buying or selling or what? Uh, buying. Buying? Okay. Yeah. How about you? Rousing. Buying. <laughs> I guess uh, uh you guys are together? Yeah, that's my daughter. Okay, great. So, what are you guys uh, into? What are you into?
7: Uh, metal,
2: punk. Metal punk, you're the second metal metal guy I've kind of, I've kind of met t- today. How about you? What are you into?
4: Um, like shoegaze and punk and all that. Okay,
2: great. Get it from your dad?
4: Uh, my mom.
2: I'm not really into metal. Uh, I'm into okay. punk. <laughs> More. Okay, well, uh, so how big is your record collection? Uh, that's not too
8: big. Probably 50 records or something. But
2: oh, that's, still, that's still pretty good, pretty huh? Stiff. So, uh, are, you, are you still a CD person? Like, do you, do you listen to your CDs, or is it strictly vinyl? Streaming now. <laughs> I know, streaming too. Home use, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I haven't been able to get into the, the vinyl thing, mostly out of convenience, but that's just me. But anyway, so what are you looking for today? Anything? Uh, nothing in particular, so just, just browsing. Okay, okay, cool. All right, well, just getting people's opinions about the show, all right? Have a good one. Bye. This has been fun. All right, thank you. Okay. Walking up to Ke- Kevin, how are you? Frank, how are you? Frank? Hey, good. I'm recording. So, how are things?
3: They're really great. This is a great uh, convention, and I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, me too. It's Thanks really Chris nice. And Brad for
2: the, putting it on.
1: Yeah.
2: A uh, very good job, a uh, job, Chris. Thank you very much. Thanks. We appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun for us. Uh, h- how long, Chris? How long did it take to kind of kind of start this? I mean, it's been a slow process, right? We we registered the
6: domain name almost a year ago and worked on it all year long we wanted to make sure we did our research we visited conventions wanted to make sure we we did it right and um we're having a pretty good turnout today and and uh, one of the main things i've heard from folks is a lot of dallas conventions have failed and then the people won't try a second time you've got to you've got to build on it to keep it going you know there's people that couldn't come today they stayed home and and if it doesn't come back well they will have never gone but you know, maybe they're going to come next year. They just couldn't make it out today. But uh, same with some of the vendors that couldn't make it. Uh, big vendor from Houston, having knee replacement surgery. So he, oh. he canceled, and he's a, he's got a, like a half a million do- He's got a building with records in it, it, it just with records. So uh, we think it's just going to grow. I mean, it's a, it's a format that dominated in the 70s and 80s. The last year at Vinyl was big with 700 million copies sold. Now, we're not going to get back to that, but it's already... The, the the best selling format, ex- other than downloadable, of course. But in the last uh, five years, record sales have increased eleven hundred percent. Last year, sold I think around fourteen million records or something. Like that. So I mean that's new, and that's new vinyl. The uh, old vinyl has been going back and forth for years, regardless of if it's the popular format or not. Houston Record Show it's just clean. had their, is, is celebrating their 37th year of, of record shows. So it's, it's been a undercurrent of, of popularity for those hardcore fans, but now that it's in the mainstream again, you know I've, there's kids here. and we, we made the age 14 and under for free. Uh, usually you usually see 12 and under, but, you know, think about that age when you first started listening to music seriously and really into it. They are about 15 years old, so they are going to charge those guys. The, the, those of the under are still uh, music aficionados in training, but we let them in.
2: So what was your first LP that you remember buying?
6: My first LP... Uh, was definitely a KISS LP. Uh, would have been, uh, for, you know, I had a few LPs that were just kid stuff, but for third grade, my birthday, and it was 1977, my parents bought me KISS Double Platinum, which was like their greatest hits record. Um, and that's, yeah, that's a funny thing. And I still have that record. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely, I have all my records. And by the time I was 10 years old, my parents for Christmas bought me three records. They wanted to try to wean me off of KISS. It still hadn't worked, but... Um, they bought me sticks, pieces of eight, cheap trick of Budokan, live, and um, Queen News of the World, and those are still in heavy rotation. And the same records that I had when I was a kid. So to me, it's an heirloom thing, and I, you know I'm going to keep them forever. So anyway, gotcha. That,
2: that and that's good too. Kiss is a great, just great for guys, a great starter uh, place, especially guys our age. And I usually
6: lose all credibility when I say I'm a huge Kiss fan, but to me, it's just what? the ridiculousness of. I mean, it's just such a show and it, it's a circus. But I went when I was 10, it was uh, my second concert and I remember it vividly in 1979. And, you know, I see them every chance I get and I'm hoping to take my kids before they hang up the boots <laughs> for good. But um, anyway.
2: Yeah, Kiss, Kiss is great. So, my first album that I bought with my money was a soundtrack, it was the soundtrack to Chariots of Fire by Vangelis. <laughs> Nice. I chose that of my own. I wanted that for some reason. I thought that would be the greatest album to own. But uh, I have good memories of just listening to it again in heavy rotation. It's. I I've always been kind of a soundtrack nut. So uh, that one's. A, I, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that that was my first album. Well, you shouldn't be. It's so
6: subjective. You know, people like what they like, um, and and sometimes there is that little bit of uh, snobbery about music like that but it's music it's meant to be subjective and everybody should embrace what they're passionate about
2: i agree with you on that well cool well it looks like things are going well so i'm going to talk to some more people all right man thank you for frank yeah kevin how are you i'm great good so uh uh (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to think of a way to work this into the conversation i know what
3: you're talking about (laughs) right now
2: (laughs) how can we uh um Oh, let's just say it. Here Comes, here comes Jesus.
3: Jesus. Yeah. Uh, should we so tell him like, how that came to be? Yeah. Remind me. Okay. We were uh, we were doing one of your uh, your audio blogs. It's not called an audio blog. What's it called? Uh, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and before we started taping, I believe we were speaking of uh, <laughs> a movie of Mel Mel Gibson directed and was in. Well, I couldn't remember the name of it. I'm like, what is the name of that movie? And Frank comes up with here comes jesus (laughs) and for some reason that (laughs) stuck and uh i laughed the entire episode. <laughs> it was great.
2: Yeah, I kind of forgot that that was the origin of it. God, that's so funny. And now it's just, we laughed so much about that. We It just tickled us.
3: Yeah, you'll have to go back, and I'm not sure what episode that was, yeah. but yeah, you'll know the, the whole story now.
2: And it was called Passion of the Christ. That was the movie we couldn't That was remember. the movie.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: Okay, so Brad kind of told me a little bit of backstory on these albums. So yeah. these used to belong to your dad?
3: They did. They did. Uh he, he passed them along to me when he, he, he passed on, and... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of having some difficulties because I'm not—I wasn't the record guy. He was, and uh, with the the prices of stuff, I'm having to work it on the fly, check them out online, and and give them the price. But yeah, it's a—it's a lot. A lot of them are a lot worth a lot more than I expected.
7: <laughs> so yeah,
3: that's that's a good surprise, though. Yeah, so people
2: come up, and goes, "You want five bucks for this?
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah already, Here, here's six. All Keep all the change. I've already sold some that I probably probably sold at a discounted price and my daughters were looking at me like are you crazy so yeah well you know in the end yeah you know you but you kept what you wanted right I out there they're they're at the house yeah yeah and then there was one item actually that it's a beatles collection uh catalog that my daughter told me that i wasn't wasn't taking to the show because that's hers okay when good. yeah
2: so Okay, so we were talking about first albums that we can remember buying ourselves. Oh my gosh. First album that you bought with your own money?
3: I don't remember. It's been so long ago. <laughs> I'm not as spry as I once was. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's probably something like, uh, like a Duran Duran yeah, album okay. or something like that. Might not have been, but I'm, that's what I'm going with. Okay. Well, anyway, good luck with the show. Hope right, you sell me. lots of stuff. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right, man.
2: Oh, here's a guy with like a here's a guy with like a portable record player. Hey, sir, how are you? My name's Frank. Is this yours? It is mine. It is mine. Okay, I'm recording a podcast. Got a moment to talk?
5: <laughs> Maybe a few, yeah.
2: So, <laughs> so tell me about your uh, portable record player here.
5: Um, it's a an Audio Technica Mr. Disc from 1983, and it's about as portable as it comes.
2: Yeah, in fact, could you describe it for me just since this is radio?
5: about the size of a man's shoe yeah
2: exactly. and
5: uh it opens up kind of like clamshell and uh the tone arm swings off to the side
7: this is a cheap version of that that's yeah. a great i've got i've got one of those still in a box brand new that i've never opened i would i don't want to you know don't want to play it because i hate the, you can't find them anymore <laughs> yeah. right right They're we'll tough find to
2: find. so i guess you use it to test your stuff to that you're going to buy that i do it's just uh, an interesting setup. I haven't seen it before. Now, power-wise, how is it powered?
5: It uh, takes uh, three C-cells.
2: Wow. That's that's pretty cool. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem.
0: I'm glad you're having a good time here at the DFW Record Show. My name's Brad. I'm one of the guys that put the show on. I have a little bit of a selfish request of the dealers. I've been looking around for an album, and I can't find it. So if you happen to have a copy of an album called Some Nights by the group Fun. Please flag me down. I've been looking for that for ages. Thank
2: you. Brad using his power. (laughs) I recorded that. I said Brad using his power. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So tell me what you're looking for.
0: You know that that album you turned me on to, Some Nights by Fun? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We Are Young, Mm -hmm. you know? It's so... I, I wanted to copy that. Yes. Fives
4: and tens. Like okay. right now.
0: All right. You guys work. I'll be right there. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? Hi, My name's hi.
2: Frank. I'm with the Half Hour Wasted podcast. So, what brings you here? What are you looking for? Something specific?
3: Uh, not really. Just uh, old hard rock and heavy metal records.
2: Okay. You're like the fourth guy I've met today <laughs> that that's his genre. So, that's that's kind of cool. I've been asking people what they can remember being their first album they ever bought. With their own money, can you remember that?
3: Uh, Quiet Riot, Metal Health. Wow. Okay, that's cool. So you remember going to a record store and buying it? I do. I do. <laughs> Nine or ten years old.
2: <laughs> that's pretty neat. So, how many albums do you have in your collection?
3: Vinyl. Yeah. Uh, Strictly vinyl. What would you say? maybe a thousand.
2: Whoa! Oh, you're serious? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because a lot of people I've been talking to, oh, I got 50, I got 100, but yeah, you're up in the, in, the, in the four digits, so that's pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, it's getting getting okay. bigger, too.
7: Okay.
2: Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for your time. Okay, we have Chris here. Chris, how are you?
7: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so,
2: tell me about your booth.
7: Well, we're with Planet Music 33. We normally just sell online, but we wanted to check out the record show. We've been here... Um, a, this is the second time we've sold records at a record show and we originally from Seattle and just moved here to Dallas last couple years and was anxious to go to record shows and <laughs> there wasn't any for the longest time. Good to hear. So how are online sales for vinyl? It's uh, actually been very good for us. PlanetMusic33.com has been in business uh, about a dozen years and so we, we are now in Dallas in the last couple years but it's, it's fun, and um, vinyl is definitely on a major upsurge and has been for the last few years. I think it might be the first time in recent recent times where more vinyl is selling than CDs.
2: Yeah, I, I can't even think of the last time I bought, a, I bought a CD myself.
7: So you said you guys came up from Seattle. What brought you down to Dallas? Uh, we, we, have, we have a daughter here who was saying she was going to have a baby, and there she is with the baby in process. <laughs> okay, so you wanted to be close to the family. It took a couple of years for that baby to happen, but it's it's, it's, it's here now.
2: <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So how big is your collection that you have, how, or your inventory, I should say?
7: Uh, well, I have a, probably about 4,000 records, and it's stuff I have amassed over the years myself. And then uh, I got persuaded to start to sell it, to make make room around the house, and then it became a business.
2: Now, um, from a standpoint, best-selling, would you say uh, new stuff or uh, vintage stuff?
7: Uh, well, I tend to specialize in vintage stuff. Um, I'm older, so I tend to like a lot of you know the late 60s, early 70s rock stuff, kind of pre-disco stuff. And that's the more collectible that sell for the higher prices. Um, but a lot of titles we used to sell, we don't sell as much now because they've been been repressed, and you get them, you know, new for fourteen, fifteen dollars. So, so you always have to know all the bands coming up, and there's more people buying 45s now than ever before. That surprises me, really. Yeah, there's there's a real um, demand now for like Memphis uh, soul that that comes out of Memphis and comes out of the Detroit area, and 45s and, and cassettes are actually coming back now the pressing plants for vinyl there's more demand than the pressing plants can meet production so a lot of you know, startup bands are going back to cassettes and trying to get the word out on their music through cassettes
2: Wow, well that's great well give us that uh, webpage one more time
7: It's planetmusic33.com feel free to come by and visit and uh, promo code to save $10 on your first purchase is BIG10 B-I-G-T-E-N you're a good salesman, man.
2: Thanks a lot, Chris. Hey, who do we have here? Uh, this is Thomas. Hey, Thomas. And uh, and what's your company's name?
8: Well, I'm just an independent seller, but I go by Tommy's Record Den. Okay. You know, and I just kind of just sell stuff that I collect. And
2: okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your collection. How much vinyl do you, do you own? Well... Do you have an in inventory, I should oh, well, say? Well,
8: as far as my own personal collection, i got probably about 2,000 records. Wow. And then this stuff I got here, I just, uh, just sell them. Uh, I, got, I picked it up from other people, and I'm just uh, selling to get rid of it. But I got a, I got a, a whole lot of CDs and records on top of that. So how have record sales been for you lately? Well, uh, this is my first record show I've done since the 90s because uh, we were having a problem getting uh, someone to a vendor to put on a show. But, uh, yeah, uh, this is my first uh, show I've done on, on, involving records, and I've done really good today.
2: Good, good, good. So I've been asking people if they remember their first LP that they bought with their own money. Do you remember? Uh, I that's
8: been a long time ago, <laughs> so I, I couldn't tell you right offhand. But yeah. Uh,
2: okay, growing up, what were some of the some of the albums you had in heavy rotation as a kid?
8: Oh well, uh, when I when I got into a teenager, I was getting all the, into the '80s music, you know, like uh, the Alarm, Def Leppard, uh, Bangles, uh, Depeche Mode, things like that, and it's just kind of grown over the years. <laughs>
2: And what was the last LP that you bought new?
8: Um, gosh, I can't think right off hand because a, a lot of stuff I buy is old stuff. Uh, but uh, right off hand, I can't think of anything recently.
2: Okay, but well, there is
8: something I am looking for, and I have yet to see a Def Leppard's new album. I have not seen it on vinyl yet. I'm sure someone has it, but oh, okay. one of these days I'll find it. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, what's the uh, what's the one album you have in your collection that you're like super proud of? Well, uh, it, it's actually an unofficial, well, it was an official record that was released, but the band didn't approve of it. It's a Def Leppard album. It's called, uh, uh, I think, Strike Back. It's, it's some early recordings of them that they did not authorize to be released, so it was released on vinyl. It's very hard to find, and I was able to find not only the vinyl, but the CD and a cassette version of it. <laughs> and, of course, they're all imports, so they weren't released over here, but it's, it's, it's some early recordings back when on their first album, stuff they didn't release. And so I'm really proud of that. And last time I saw it at a convention uh, down in Austin, they wanted like $80 for it. But that was that was quite a while ago, so I don't know how much it's worth now. Wow, okay. But I'm really proud of that, and, and I haven't really seen it probably that one time, and that's about it. So it's really rare. All
2: right, well, cool. Well, thanks for your time. Appreciate okay. it. All right, thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, what's your
4: name? Taylor and Lindsey Watts. All right, and what's the name of your company? Uh, vintage Freak.
2: All right, great. So, Brad told me I needed to come by here because you guys had a pretty eclectic collection. Uh, not only do you have LPs, but you have some furniture?
4: Yeah, we do mid-century modern furniture and uh, records and a little bit of equipment, uh, audio equipment. So,
2: so tell me about this little gym we have in the corner. You'll have to describe okay, it.
4: That is a bar slash fireplace slash record player slash <laughs> um, 8-track player. Oh, and. Wow. um that's it. That's, I'm sorry. There's no more to add to it, other than class. It, it just adds instant class to any home.
2: I think it's the red velvet that the actually. Velvet,
4: adds. Exactly. Exactly. And the backlights and the, the, fireplace, back lights, the fireplace. The backlights, the fireplace. The lit fireplace.
2: I like the rotating fire. That's what kind of adds it. So, yeah. so when would when would you say that thing was made?
4: That's probably Three 70s. John. I would guess mid 70s. It's Italian. So wow. I, I don't know. It's just it's a beautiful. Terrible, wonderful (laughs) thing. It is
2: total bachelor pad thing. (laughs) Exactly,
4: exactly. Yeah.
2: Okay, well tell me a little bit about your record collection. Uh do you specialize in anything?
4: Well, I have to say most of ours skew a little older. A lot of classic rock. We buy collections locally. Um I don't carry a lot of new vinyl, but my old vinyl I'm very particular about buying and I buy in bulk and uh Um, I price it to sell. So I don't... My new arrivals get shuffled through pretty quick, so you got to be regular to come in and get the good stuff. There's certain stuff, your Floyds, Zeppelins, and Beatles. I get them, I price them right, and move them. All
2: right, cool. So I've been asking people if they can remember the first LP they bought with their own money. Do you know what that might be for you?
4: Well, I have to say, I have an unusual situation. I'm 36, so I'm a little younger than having vinyl.
2: So you're probably more of the CD stuff. So all right, so let's do this. Your first CD, Uh, uh,
4: Nirvana Unplugged. Uh, I mean, that was I wore that out two or three times. I mean, that was Teen Angst. Yeah, right in the middle of that.
2: And Lindsay, how about you?
4: I I can't remember. Um, I was probably into country then. It was
7: probably Garth Garth Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, Yeah. it was probably Garth Brooks.
2: Okay. So you guys, so you guys skew, uh, so you guys are a, a lot younger than a lot of the other vendors here. So what made you get into vinyl?
4: Well, I had an opportunity to buy the business, and I've always loved music, and then I kind of fell in love with the medium. I mean, it's there's nothing like it. You can touch it. I like to tell customers you try to justify having a vinyl over digital media, and you can't really in a practical terms but you look at it from an investment standpoint if you don't like it you can turn it around and sell it trade it you know uh share it you know as opposed to buying a digital copy that's just kind of stuck in a hard drive somewhere so it's a it's a fun way to share Cool.
2: well guys thanks again and tell me do you have a website if so what is it
4: it is vintagedfw.com. all right great
2: thanks guys appreciate it
4: thank you very much so
2: I just bumped into this nice group of people here who were talking and stuff and uh and so we got four but I'm gonna focus on you two guys here. How are you All guys? Right.
5: Good. Pretty good, pretty good. So my name's
2: Frank, what's your name? Ryan. Rich. Rich. Okay, cool. So what brings you to the show?
5: Records. Yeah, records. <laughs> Ryan and in Rich and records. <laughs> the three R's. <laughs> And also location. This is, like, in our backyard. Oh, great. A away. away, maybe. Perfect.
2: Perfect. Okay, yeah. so I'm sure that had a lot to do with it then, yeah. so it's great. Yeah. So looking for anything particular here today?
1: Good deals. Yeah, good deals. <laughs> know when you see it. Yeah. You know, okay. buddies are looking for a couple of things, trying to help out some friends. Yeah.
2: Well, let's talk a little about your collection. So uh, let's start with you. So how many records do you have in your personal collection?
1: Uh, well, I don't know
5: records exactly, but records, CDs, tapes, I have... Thousands, thousands,
1: mm-hmm. probably pushing ten thousand if you if you added everything up together. Wow, and you? Uh, that's probably about the same. <laughs> Last count on CDs, I had about seven thousand. Yeah. Wow. I've CDs. never counted the records, so and I've been continuously buying records for, geez, ten years. Uh, I mean, obviously I had some you know, older ones, but yeah, when they when vinyl really made a comeback, that's when obviously everybody started kind of right. collecting them more, so they were more readily available. So we're a little bit more of the. the we have tons of CDs. Yeah. Those CDs are, are still cool. CDs are still cool, but we've we've kind of graduated <laughs> to, the, cool. to the vinyl stuff. Cassettes can be cool too. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with cassettes. If you have a good cassette player, they can they can sound really. Hey, really I
5: cool. still got a bunch of things on cassette that I've yeah. never even seen on CD or vinyl or yeah, anything. Yeah, so. get rid of that stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've had a resurgence in in LPs lately. Do you guys do, you guys do any type of like uh, streaming music, or do you use any services like that?
5: I mean. I, I have an iPod, but that's everything on my iPod is stuff that I've 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 ripped myself. I mean, I am all physical media. If, if I like it, I want to own it. Uh, the collecting aspect of it, but just having it in my hand and seeing the artwork, and I don't know, I don't know how much it really makes a difference. But I always kind of feel like I'm still kind of giving something back if I actually pay the money. I Don't use any streaming services. I mean, like I say, I've got an iTunes account and I use that every now and then for some fun stuff, but. I pretty much buy a physical copy of every single thing. Multiple
1: copies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I like it, I want it. You know, that's part of collecting. I mean, you know, it's great to have stuff readily available, and, you know, you can download and stream stuff easily, but then at the end of the day, you have no collection. You've got good music. Music's always good, but as a collector, you want the thing. And especially, I mean, you know, records obviously have always been cool, and then, you know, you, you look at when they faded away somewhat because CDs were easier. You could listen to them in the car, you know, and all that. But they're still cool, and they came back. So I think it's kind of the same way. I mean, you know, cassettes, who would have thought 10 years ago I'd ever see a new cassette? And now I see them all the time. <laughs> now no, cassettes are making you know, a comeback. Brand new cassettes, you know, from <laughs> bands
5: releasing albums on them, you know. That's one of the cool things about it. I mean, it seems like artists are making less money and things like that, but with the resurgence of vinyl and cassettes and things, you get you get cool versions. Yeah. You get yeah. cool. They, do, they take more time to put a nice version out yeah. with the art and things like that, so...
1: Yeah, they know it's not disposable, you know, it's yeah. like with the, with the you know, streaming and stuff, especially, you know, in the age of Napster, I mean, you know, people just got it because they could, yeah. you know, as opposed to because they wanted it, right. you know, and with that stuff, you know, they'll, bands will do, you know, uh, signed editions, posters, you know, sub, uh, limited edition prints, you know, uh, booklets and added to all kinds of stuff, you know, as when they yeah. release albums now. Right. It's like everything you
5: buy, you kind of have some little little bit of a relationship with it. It might just be a one-night stand, but you still have, <laughs> you still have a relationship with that's it. Right. So that's I, right, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you, you,
2: uh, you mentioned Napster, and, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, do you remember that period of time? It was like, what, like a two-year period where it was just like anything you wanted. It was a free-for-all,
1: yeah. yeah I, I, we both worked at music stores at the time, and yeah, I mean, it, you could t- tell immediately how it affected the music industry. <laughs> yeah.
5: There's a lot to be said about how much CDs cost in the store and how record stores and record industry ran things, but, I mean, when, when Napster and things like that hit, we definitely could see a total impact mm-hmm. working wow. in the record store. I mean, it mm-hmm. was... It was really obvious, and of course, the record stores we worked at are now defunct. They're, they're, they're gone, <laughs> and they handled that in the entirely wrong way. I don't yeah. know what the right way was, but they
1: didn't do it. They didn't do it. <laughs> well, but. yeah, I mean, it's just uh, uh, where we're standing is a perfect right way to do it. You know, they should have recognized yeah, that, you know, music will always be collectible, and that, you know, they tried to get into some used stuff, but they just went about it the wrong way. You know, it, right. I mean, for the shop I worked in, you know, kind of, it seemed like the prices went even higher. You know, since they were making less money, the CDs were $20 a piece now. And it's like nobody was going to do that. The used you know? was cool,
5: but that almost kind of contributed to it from working from it. It's like when
1: the used stuff came into our stores,
5: that just seemed like more of an excuse for people to buy things and put it on their computer and then come and sell yeah,
2: the right, right. Yeah. CD. Right. Yeah, I, I was definitely guilty of that, too. It's yeah. just, no, uh, yeah, then, I mean, oh, again, certainly.
1: it was easy and it made sense just, you know stunk for the, uh, <laughs> the record stores
2: so when you guys were at record st- what record stores were you guys at
1: oh it was in the mall uh, it was uh, Camelot Music they yeah turned, turned over to FYE yeah um, but it was great. It was. Fun. Yeah. I mean, it's still. You know, hey, working in a mall. Don't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> but working in a record store for seven years. I mean, it was still yeah. some of the best times of my life. So
2: I have. I have very fond memories of going to the mall record store, mm-hmm. or whatever, just oh, yeah. to kind it's of fond memories of working there. Yeah.
5: I, I yeah. did. I was at Sound Warehouse, which became Blockbuster, which became Warehouse, which became <laughs> <laughs> Fye. So yeah, I worked at the, the same, same place for ten place. years, but it was uh, four different owners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just
2: saw someone has a crate here. In fact, there it is, right there. Sound Warehouse. <laughs> I crate. was
5: just making a joke. I wanted to make an offer for oh, one of those things. A
1: crate. It's, a crate. it's a crate for sale. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember those crates going into the store, nice. and then it was. Uh, it has Sound Warehouse on. It. That's just. That's kind of neat. Well, so what are the gems of your collection? So, like the, the one thing you have. Let's talk strictly vinyl. That's just like, like man, I'm so proud I own
5: this. Uh, as far as value, I don't know because it's the it's the things that mean something to me. I have a first printing that's in pretty pristine shape of Metallica Garage Days. And that that's that was pretty awesome. Uh, as far as what my favorite, uh,
2: I don't know. I have, a, I have a bunch of
5: stuff, but yeah. I have a lot of. Well, I'm talking things. more
2: about the proud stuff. So it sounds like that, that Metallica one might
5: be. Yeah, that, that is it's a first pressing of the Metallica Garage Days, and, and awesome. that one's that's probably my
1: favorite or my most prized possession as far as my vinyl collection goes.
2: And how about you? Uh,
1: mine is worth only something to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a band called the Jolene Fibbers, and their lead singer actually did a solo tour uh, and hit Austin 15 years ago and uh and and covered uh redheaded stranger covered the entire willie nelson album <laughs> oh, wow. from beginning to end and uh signed the record that i bought at that show and it was funny i mean it's not funny because it's something where there wasn't a whole lot of people at that show so she thanked me profusely uh because <laughs> it helped her to tell you uh, to buy gas to go to the next show so yeah. for me it means a lot to me because it was a great show you know it was uh, obviously really relationship intimate. Yeah. yeah yeah it was really really intimate and you know she signed it and I think she just said, uh, you know, uh, too rich, you crazy guy. But, you know, I know I'm always thinking, too rich, thanks for the gas money, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, that was that a fantastic yeah. story. No, it was, it was It was. a great show, too. So,
2: All right, guys, well, thanks a lot for your time. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, who do we have here? I'm John Perez. Hey, John, nice to meet you. So you got, uh, you're got you one of the vendors here. Well, what's the name of your company?
9: Uh, we've got a shop called Born Late Records out of Fort Worth, just a few miles down the sh- road from uh, where we're at today, actually.
2: Great, okay, so uh, tell me about your vinyl collection or inventory, Uh, what do you guys have?
9: Well, Born Late Records, uh, uh, independent record shop, Uh, we're pretty heavy on our vinyl, Uh, we've got a lot of vinyl records, we specialize in rock music for the most part, Uh, more specifically even more heavier rock, hard rock, heavy metal. We've got a pretty good selection of all kinds of genres of rock though. so we do very well with that in the shop. Uh, vinyl records sell very well for us, and uh, we've got a pretty good-sized collection of vinyl records. Uh, we got new and used albums, uh, imports, uh, domestic releases, old ones, new ones, okay. and we sell a lot of other stuff besides vinyl at our shop. We sell T-shirts, uh, posters, uh, all kinds of memorabilia, CDs, cassettes, etc.
2: You know, I've come across a lot of people here, uh, when I ask them favorite genre, and they're all heavy metal, or heavier stuff. Uh, d- does vinyl and heavy metal kind of go hand in hand? Well, I'll tell you this about heavy metal fans,
9: because uh, I'm one of them, as a matter of fact. I'm 50 years old, and no signs of slowing down on my love for heavy metal music. Uh, I believe in heavy metal music, mm-hmm. and uh, but I'm a big fan of just rock music in general. I, I love everything from the Beatles to Elvis, Uh, to Supertramp, to Slayer and Metallica, etc. But uh, there's one thing about heavy metal fans, uh, they're very dedicated and loyal when it comes to supporting the bands that they're into. And we've seen that for years and years, decades. Uh, So there's definitely a loyalty that heavy metal fans have towards their bands and towards their love of the music. So people want heavy metal music... They buy it on vinyl, or they buy it however they want, but they support it and they buy it. It's definitely a, a support issue, and metal music has definitely um, got a huge fan base and support base for, for music.
2: Now, uh, how about your own personal collection? How many LPs do you have? M-
9: me, personally, uh, we've all got our own good personal collections going. I've probably got uh, somewhere around two to 3,000 records, wow. 2,500 records probably, and I, but I don't, I'm not a collector as in... I don't just collect just to collect. My whole thing is about the music itself. I do love collecting records because that's my preferred format for music, but uh, we collect music, you know, it just so happens the music's on vinyl. Okay. Uh, so, but you know, we got, I got about 2,500 records in my personal collection. and. Uh, I'm not trying to get the biggest collection in the world. Just I just want to have what I like in my collection. So,
2: so let's talk about gems. What's the one gem you have in your collection that you're super proud you have? Uh, wow. Uh, well, again, you know, uh, for me, it's not about the the rarity
9: scale. I'm, I'm never. Uh, I'm proud of the rec- some of the records I do have, but I don't necessarily okay, seek
6: out. Okay, we for that minute album over here at Drive Audio. Oh,
2: be... uh, We got interrupted for just a moment. So, okay, you were hey. telling me. <laughs> oh, and the second, more. And the second
9: one. He's not-
2: Okay, third times a charm. So I was asking you about the gem in your collection, but you said it's not really about that. Well, it's not necessarily about the most baddest-ass,
9: rarest thing I've got that I can, you know, flout off to people. I mean, obviously there's a few records that I have in my collection that I I cherish, you know, because they're either rare or they're special to me. Uh, I think one of my most favorite records I've got in my collection is a rare band from the 60s called The Group 1850, Dutch band out of Holland. They put out this very rare record that had a 3D cover with 3D glasses. Oh, nice. Okay. And it's just a rare record. It's worth probably three or four hundred dollars, but a friend of mine gifted it to me a wow. few years back, and uh, I've got a few records like that that I... That it's not because they're expensive that I like them, but it's just because they're a little bit more rare, and... and um, a little harder to find and just great records actually too it's one of my favorite records period musically speaking as well so
2: okay let's talk about uh, I mentioned this while I turned the recorder off but uh, if you could recall the first album you bought with your own money
9: well again it was my mom's money probably she gave to me so <laughs> right. here you go son pick out a pick out a record and I think the first thing I can remember buying was a single, because I grew up, I'm 50, mm-hmm. so I grew up in the 70s, when you know, and we bought a lot of singles back then, single records, and I think it was Steve Miller, The Joker.
2: Oh, nice,
9: yeah, that's the really cool. First, first record I can remember that I actually picked out and told my mother that's what I wanted to buy with the money I'm getting on my allowance or whatever wow. it was. So. Yeah, Steve Miller, the Joker, 7-inch, you know.
2: <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, you guys have a great collection. Thanks, and what's your website, if you have one? Uh, I don't have one. Okay, Why so I have a website? <laughs> <laughs> so what's your company's name?
9: Uh, we're Born Late Records. Um, we're in Fort Worth. Uh, we do do online sales. We're on Discogs, uh, and we're also on eBay, um, where we, we sell a lot of stuff online. We just don't have our own personal website right now. Yeah. Concentrating more on doing things on Discogs, eBay, And, of course, concentrating on the brick and mortar store that we have right now, which is doing really well for us.
2: All right, cool. Well, thanks for your time, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey, what's your name? Uh, my name is Greg. Greg, nice to see you. So you're looking through some 45s? Yeah, looking through some uh, garage 45s right now. Okay. Is that uh, is that where you primarily collect? Uh, just 45s? Uh, no, I do. I have more albums than 45s, but I'm getting more into 45s recently. Okay. Looking for anything particular? No, not really. Just kind of looking for something that catches my eye, I like some of these, uh, you know, obscure sort of, you know, garage bands from the 60s, no one's heard of. It's gotcha. Kinda, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, cool. Well, how about your your personal collection? How many how many albums do you think you have? Ah, uh, I mean nothing compared to a lot of these people. I'd say around a thousand. Oh, okay, that's impressive. A lot of people don't I've talked to you, don't have that many. Uh, what's the uh, oh look at that black flag? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah, that caught my eye. Yeah. Um, so what's the what's the gem of your collection? The one you're most proud of? Doesn't have to be most value, but the one you're uh, valuable, but the one you're most proud of. Ah, uh, wow, that's I'd have to give that one some thought. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like it seems like it changes all the time depending mm-hmm. on my latest finds. Gotcha, so, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Could okay. be that could be this black flag single. who knows? Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. All right, well I'll let you get to it. Thanks for your all time. Right, Appreciate sure it. Man. Thanks. No. <laughs> okay, well Brad, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna head out here.
0: Okay, uh, but the shows were doing really well yeah it has, we're pleased and all the vendors have, have been really happy in fact we just got a we just got a review on Facebook you know okay. I got because I we have a Facebook page for DFW Record Show and I got a notification on my phone Owen Nesbitt reviewed DFW Record Show five stars it's one of the best record shows I've been to in Dallas Wow, high praise, Brad. Yeah, that makes me feel good. It should. You should be very proud of what you guys have done. It is amazing.
2: People are happy. There's lots of fans here. There's a lot of wives that have been dragged, apparently,
0: but they seem to be okay with it. What's, the reason they're okay with it is because we've got all this lounge furniture out here in the middle in the big kind of a sitting area, and so they're happy about that. Yeah. But this has been fun, and luckily I have tomorrow off, so I'm just going to... To take it real easy tomorrow but um, we're happy I'm glad you came out I know Bill was going to make it but he's he's got like a bunch of teenagers in tow so that always slows down you know, people you can only what's the, uh, the phrase you can only uh oh we just lost a balloon up into the ceiling Chris oh uh, no what's the phrase like you can only travel as fast as your you can only paddle as fast as your slowest canoe okay yeah that's what I'm trying to say. That was a long time trying to get that out. But anyway, I'm glad to see you. Thanks for coming. Yeah.
2: Thank you. So, till next time, we'll see you on Half Hour Wasted. Say bye, Brad. Bye, Brad.
0: Everybody's singing, dancing to the music on the radio.